Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. We're taking your calls and your questions. 303-690-3000 is the number. We call that number. You get on the air with us, and we talk about the things of God together, open up a Bible, answer some questions, pray for one another, uh, be edified and built up and strengthened together, and we are always blessed by the show. The show's different with every host, with every set of callers, uh, always different and always encouraging, uh, and you guys here on Grace FM, uh, welcome, welcome. If you're listening on 89.7 up here in the metro area, up through Fort Collins and Cheyenne, or 101.7 down in the Springs uh, or anywhere in the country or the world, for that matter, gracefm.com. Download our free app. Uh, we have two apps associated with the ministry here. One is our church app, Calvary Aurora, two words. And if you just put in Calvary Aurora, both apps will show up. Um, our Grace FM app and our church app with all the information available to you. If you want to be a part of the show, but you can't call, you can text. Here's the texting number. It's dedicated 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. It is for texting only. We don't take phone calls. Uh, we don't have voicemail. If you left a message and say, hey, I left a message. Nobody ever got back to me. That's because we won't get back to you. It's only for texting and it's only for the time of the show. If you have any other needs, call your local congregation, uh, your fellowship family you're a part of. If you want to get a hold of us here, you can always call the church at, uh, directly. Just go to calvaryaurora.org and all of our com, uh, contact info is there. You guys on Hope FM and Truth FM, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Truth FM, Tennessee, North Carolina, Kentucky. And check this out. Uh, we started uh, Calvary Live on Truth FM and at the same time, we started Abounding Grace, our radio ministry here at Calvary Aurora, and we received a phone call from someone in Tennessee today that was listening to our radio broadcast. So that's always good to be connected uh, by radio, by technology, and I know one of the brothers was connecting with him and uh, just looking forward to ministering the gospel uh, and the good news and the hope of Jesus Christ into their lives and the number here is 303-690-3000. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora. 18 years. Unbelievable how fast time flies. We've been serving this community faithfully for 18 years. Have quite a few missionaries sent out, quite a few church planters, um, quite a bit of ministry flowing through uh, the church here that God has ordained and that sovereignly uh, you know, looking at the scriptures, it was predestined. Uh, we get to walk in the predestination of God by faith. Some people interpret that like we have no choice in fatalism. It's not true. 
Not true. God allows us to cooperate with him. The Bible word for that is obedience. And God is working all things together for the good. And just to think that God's heart was already, he already knows what he's going to do. I like that's what Jesus said. He, he already knows what he's going to do. Uh, he was just, uh, the, the gospel describes in John, he, he already knew what he's going to do. He was just testing them. And isn't it true he already knows what he's going to do in your life and mine and, and life? It's just filled with tests to build our faith. Uh, so, so good. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. Thursdays are always slow, slow, slow. And this is the place, you know, Fridays are the, or Thursdays are the days you can get in um, because the phone lines take a little bit longer to fill up on a Thursday. So call me, 303-690-3000. Here's a text question. My husband and I are in need of advice on how to unite when the enemy attacks and tries to separate us. Well, you know, it's probably, you're probably describing a typical marriage uh, argument. Uh, It's very, very hard to respond spiritually in the midst of a marriage argument. So let's just acknowledge that. Our pride is provoked. Our sense of rightness is provoked. Uh, We want to make our point. And unfortunately, the people that are closest to us and those that we love uh, get the, the strongest, you know, arguments from us. And, and I have an article, um, if you want to send me your, if you want to send me an email, pastor ed, P-A-S-T-O-R-E-D at calvaryaurora.org and request this article on marriage. It's, um, by pastor John Corson. It's actually from his commentary. I copied it. It's called someone's gotta die. And quite frankly, that's the, it someone's gotta die in that argument. And if you're not talking about just normal marriage stuff, then one of the quickest ways to find strength in the midst of the attacks of the enemy is through prayer and just coming together and one of you praying, one of you listening, or both of you, you know, praying, taking turns. But it's just a powerful, uh, wonderful uh, tool that the, the Lord has given to us that unites us. Not only does it unite us together, but it unites us together in the Lord, keeping Jesus at the center of your marriage. Think of it this way. Think about the separation you described uh, and take a piece of paper out or in your mind, draw a triangle, a triangle. At the point, at the top point of the triangle, you put Jesus. On the bottom left, you can put wife. And on the bottom right point, you can put husband. And most of the issues in our lives that are unresolved are in marriage and really in relationships, but especially in marriage, is back and forth, left and right on that bottom line. You see how far you are from each other? Um, and really, it helps to draw it out. I like to draw it out when I'm sitting down with folks if that's the issue. And, and it's just back and forth, back and forth, never really getting close to each other, never really getting close to the Lord. But if you Notice as you both begin to seek Jesus Christ, not only do you get closer to him, but you automatically get closer to one another. Draw it out and see. And so in the midst of these enemies' attacks, one of you or both of you needs to needs to start seeking Jesus in the midst of your marriage and stop fighting one another and arguing with one another. It doesn't work. You won't convince them. It just won't work. It's not the way of the Lord. The Bible says 
that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. We, we, it's a spiritual battle. The weapons of our warfare are not physical, but spiritual, mighty in God, for the pulling down of strongholds and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Good text. And while we were talking, people are calling. So let's go right to line one. Uh, does not want their name mentioned. Calling from up in the northern part of Colorado. Uh, welcome to the program. Thank you. Can you hear me? I can, yes. Uh, no, now I can't. Um, uh, just because oh, I'm not are. saying anything. Sorry. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, great. What can I do for you? So my question is... In- I'm sorry if I don't have the right words. Okay. Myself and my two children are survivors of domestic violence. Um, okay. And I am a believer and have been for about 15 years, but I'm struggling with questions like, Mom, why did this happen? Mom, you know, you always say love never fails. Mom, if God is God, why... And I understand sin, and I, I comprehend that. And I know Scripture, Romans eight twenty eight, can bring good out of yes. bad. But how do I, as as a mom, the the hardest pain to carry is your child's pain. Yeah. So how can I, as a mom, feel the healing of God, the whole as a whole, versus the agony of the pain? That's a great question, you know, and I think, oh, first good. of all, I want to say I'm, I'm sorry that um, that you guys have had to endure this very horrific season of abuse. Nobody should have to be uh, subjected to that. It, it's not God's will. It's not God's heart. It's not God's desire. I mean, it's not even normal, decent human beings' desires, and, and I'm sorry that you guys are facing this, and just all the consequences that come because of someone else's sin and and now walking this path of pain at such a young age with your kids uh, is a, is is challenging but it's not overwhelming i know it feels overwhelming at times but it's not overwhelming because we know what we believe and when we are talking to our kids we're talking from a place of faith and trust and belief not just questions, doubts, and worries. Because what's happened is, because this difficulty has happened to your family, and they've experienced you and your children have experienced horrific pain and abuse, it's called into question what they believe. And maybe even sometimes called into question what you believe, and really challenging your beliefs. And you keep hearing these questions and and you're like, man, you're in the same you're 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 in the same place. Like it's it's the the reality of of my own life and wondering god are you real and where am i you know how do i how come I, how come i i believe you're real but i don't feel it or i don't sense it and and so a couple things come to mind one you continue to talk to your kids and tell them the truth whether they believe it or not as, as we don't it, it's easy to do but be careful not to just dismiss the things that we already know and so the same things we're going to tell our kids over and over again, and ourselves, right? We're going to speak to ourselves the truth of God's word. And so we look them in the eye and say, you know, this is, this is horrible. It should have never happened. And I'm so, so sorry that it's entered into our family. 
But one of the things that I would immediately say, and I think this to be true, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but it's ended, right? It's no longer happening. Is that true? Yes. <clears throat> yes. Are you sure? <laughs> Sorry, I hesitate because my, my kids are placed in foster care. Oh. Okay. So I the authorities, you've already question. called the police? The authorities are all involved? Yes. Yes, okay, so he's ex-law enforcement, so that's where I get... Okay. And, and so we're working to get him back, right? Yes, yes. And you have access to them? Yes, once a week. And, and so as bad as things are, we want to focus on, on the good. That, that's where we want to keep our eyes on what's happening that's good. And, and so even in the hesitant answer, I'm going to take the no as a, I mean, excuse me, the yes as a yes, and that the worst of it is over and at this season, because, you know, we're going to face a lot of pain in life. It, it, you're, you guys are learning this, you know, and your poor kiddos are learning it at a very young age, but life isn't fair. Life is hard. Sin has wrecked every real relationship um, that, that exists on the planet earth. And it's only by the grace of God that we can enjoy one another and enjoy the relationships that God has given to us. And so I want to build, number one, I want to keep telling my kids the truth. Number two, I want to keep building on the positive, and I want to in I I want to infuse in them hope, and this is hard. So this is hard because, and and I want to acknowledge that because as you're listening to me, I don't want you to take this like, um, here here's Pastor Ed, and he's just going to give you two scriptures, and so call me in the morning. It's it's not like that. You 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 know most of the time when we face trials, they have a predictable beginning a really short middle and an end. But you're in a trial right now that was had an unpredictable beginning and you're in the middle and you don't know how long the middle is going to be. And that's a hard place to be. And so because you don't know how, how long the middle is going to be, the end of it, man, it almost sometimes you don't even see it. You don't even feel it. You don't even sense it. You doubt that it'll ever end. And it's just wrecked your faith to some degree. Not every, Not all of it, but it's wrecked your faith to some degree. And, and so the, the, the predicament that you're in and the feelings that you have are real and they're not to be minimized or dismissed because, um, you know, you took a position of being abused or being taken advantage of you, you are just as valuable. Your kids are just as valuable, uh, than anyone else. And you're going through a hard trial right now. It's hard. Um, it's difficult. And I know many people listening in are also in they're also in um in deep difficulties in their life and and just knowing that God is faithful you know i i look at my own life i'm in the middle of something that's uh super complicated uh and it really doesn't need to be uh it really doesn't need to be at all but we're coming on 5 years now it's just ridiculous and you know there are those that you know, pastors involved that approve of sin and all kinds of nonsense like it's all demonic it's just a demonic spiritual attack on my life and on my family's life. And we just have to keep our eyes firmly fixed on the one who died for us. No pastor died for me. Uh, no, 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 nobody that's connected or was connected to us by family died for me. Like only Jesus died for me. And if he's allowed this trial into my life, and he has, uh, then, then he's going to work through it in my life. And, and so I need to move into the realm of faith, you know, and that's, that's where um, 
sometimes when we're talking about things we aren't even believing anymore. Like we'll use the phrase, um, you know, I've got a hope that God is good. And that's just a statement that says we don't believe that right now uh, because God is good whether we feel it or not. And so keep telling your kids the truth and keep taking advantage of all the time that you have and keep helping them get their eyes off the difficult circumstances. And of course, if abuse is involved and the court system's involved, get them the kind of help that would counsel them through some of the physiological damages of, you know, the PTSD and the fears and the night terrors and, and the things that they're facing right now as God strengthens them. Because the good news, and I, I know it's hard to hear that phrase, but the good news in this is that kids are very resilient and God can strengthen them and heal them as so many listening in had really rough childhoods, but the Lord has blessed them and encouraged them and strengthened them through it all. Thank you. And the strongest place you can be in, sister, is is to be developing your own walk with the Lord. Um, it's easy to become a victim in this and identify as a victim and because things have been done to you and you're hurt and it stinks and you're mad at times and all of that, but you're not a victim. You're you, The Bible says that you're victorious in Christ, and that's where you have to stay. Because the enemy and your own physical flesh and mind would love to just give in and stop fighting for what's right, and you can't. You're gonna, the strength of the Lord and the joy of the Lord is going to be your strength, and the strength of the Lord is going to get you through another day. And I can't help but think of that verse where it says, uh, let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we don't lose heart. And that's true. Thank you. Thank you. So, Father, I pray for my sister, and um, I know that the situation is far more complicated than what she shared and has created such deep-seated pain and hurt. I just pray for your Holy Spirit to begin healing her heart and the kiddos' hearts. I pray, God, for truth to be manifest and revealed. I pray for everyone listening right now that seems to have gone through trial upon trial, that seems to be in the middle of a long, in the, right in the center of a long middle to their trial, and they don't really see how it's going to end. And things are outside of their control. And even people that they trusted, um, that, that they expected to speak righteously, uh, have chosen not to. And have chosen to make things worse than better. You know, all those things, God, we don't control. But yet we submit ourselves to your control. And I just pray, I, I just sense that my sister needs a healing touch. Your word says that you're the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation. And so would you do that work of comfort in Jesus' name? Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have you sat down with one of the sisters at your church yet? No. You know, I think it might be really beneficial. You know, the Bible says for the older women to counsel the younger women. And, and you don't have to get into all the details, um, but you can speak to your hurt and you can speak to the pain you're going through and you can have a godly woman in your church help you process these feelings with an open Bible a little more like just like maybe once a week, every couple weeks where you just get reoriented and you get your eyes focused again and you get a little bit more strength 
on a personal level. I think it would be something that uh, would be very beneficial if you asked. Can I ask a question? <clears throat> sure. So that's kind of a hard, a hard thing because I've, I've gone to churches and, and asked, but it, it seems to be a very uncomfortable position for members to take. So maybe I'm not asking the right way. Or maybe they don't have the kind of maturity that you need for a person in your life. And it may not all be your fault. It might be the leadership of the congregation that, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing that might help you is that when you sit down with, with an older woman, they don't have to sort through all the details. They don't have to even understand what you're going through because really nobody does but you. Like sometimes we feel like, man, somebody has to go through exactly what I went through in order to help me. Not a godly person. A godly person is going to wisely walk alongside of you, listen to you, pray for you. Uh, and maybe you're, maybe in your mind, you're looking for a kind of help that would be difficult, you know, be a little bit extra difficult for someone instead of just having a woman that you could cry. You know, maybe I foresee one of your sessions, you know, one of the times you get together with you just completely crying the whole time. It sounds like you got a big cry inside of you that needs to come out. Oh, I've been crying for like three years. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And I wonder, with all that crying, I wonder how much you've been holding in for the sake of feeling strong and looking strong. And, and the Lord just loves you as you are. And he's a good dad. Uh, our Father in Heaven, He's he knows that we're just human. And we, 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 um, you know, we beat ourselves up way more uh, than we should. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. I know that uh, many listening in, like, it's, uh, I mean, it's hard, man. Trials are not so easy, you know, I... We put things into perspective. I was just reading last night. It's part of our Bible study uh, in um, um, in Peter. Let me see if I can find it here. Oh no, wrong one. Uh, in Peter last night, it, it Peter describes the the devil, and he says, "Be sober and vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith." And then he says this, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. And just knowing that other believers are suffering because of their faith, other believers are struggling, other believers, we don't take joy in that. No, it's horrible to hear the kind of pain that are in people's lives, but, but it does give perspective. And we're not to compare ourselves. You know, you, you might go, well, uh, I've got a hard difficulty, but it's nothing like yours, so yours is much harder. No, no, no. Our, our trials are proportionate, proportionate to our faith and where God has us. He's the one that has his hand on the thermostat of our lives and how high the heat will be turned up. No temptation is overtaking us except such as common to man. And with every temptation, God has made a way of escape. He's the one with his hand on the thermostat. And what he's allowed is what is intended to bring us to a place of deeper faith. I mean, and so I taught that last night and I got a text today from one of the brothers. We were just talking about 
a, a great victory in his life. I mean, we were, he, I, I mean, we even joked and he laughed and it, it's so good to see him smile because the last few years uh, has been very, very, very hard. I mean, super hard. And so I was so happy. You know, we only got a quick uh, t- discussion before I went up to the stage and but I know his story and he, you know, he shared enough for me to understand what's going on. And then this morning I get this text. I'm looking for it. He says, how much freaking broken do we have to be? Another situation happened last night um, that's, that he's been going through for years. And I could feel his pain in that text. Very hard. But God is faithful. And many people are standing around us. Many are the believers of Jesus Christ are standing by faith and by his strength and by his faithfulness. And so we are grateful for that. All right, let's move on to line number two is Desiree. She's calling from Denver. Desiree, welcome to the program. Oh, Desiree dropped. Sorry. Um, Let's move on to line number three is Liz. Liz, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Hi, how are you? I'm I'm awesome. Um, as I was listening to your last caller, um, and hearing you talk and everything, the Lord impressed me to to reach out to her. And even if she needs to stay anonymous or whatever, you know, like after sure. after we get off talking, I want to give you my email have her email me. I know, I know what she's going through because in the same similar situation, I was in an abusive relationship, but my husband that was doing that to me, we were pastors of a church. Okay. So I, very similar, and kind of in a way, you know, had to give my kids back to her, back to him, and big old long story. Now, 20 years later, I have peace, you know, I've reconnected with our father, who is amazing, and so I do know what she's going through very well, and and I know her heartache, and I know her heartbreak and everything, so if we could do that, you know, because I, I do want to be a good person to help her, because, you know, a lot of times I ask the Lord, Father, why, you know, what am I doing wrong, you know, what? What's my purpose? What do you want me to do? And I've noticed, you know, since I rededicated my life to him, I do a lot of counseling. I'm, don't do that. I have experience with that. Don't do that because this and this and this is going to happen. So wow. kind of like of what not to do, so to speak, is um, that God, the example of reach to God and try this instead, which I didn't try so okay. That. As soon as we're done, we'll um, we only have about a minute left, but we'll put you back on hold and and uh, they'll get your email address. And if she calls back in, they'll give it to her. Yeah, and I also needed prayer requests. I'm trying to find a new job because I've discovered that the company that I'm working for is pretty much setting new processes where they're lying to the clients, and it it just does not feel good to me. So okay. I, I want a new job. Lord, we just pray for Liz right now, and you know where she needs, and you know the kind of ethics uh, and morality uh, that is is needed to that, that she has in a relationship with you, Lord. So lead her and guide her and open doors. 
no man can close and close doors that no man can open. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. All righty. Bye-bye. All right. Well, we're coming up on the first and only break of the show. Uh, We ask you just to stick around if you're listening on Grace FM, listening on Hope FM over in New Jersey, Maryland, and Pennsylvania, or now we have Truth FM on, on, on our network list, Tennessee, North Carolina, and Kentucky. And I personally haven't taken a call from you guys at Truth FM yet, so call me. I'd love to hear from you. Um, I know that you're listening. I know that the show's being used in your life, so call and let's talk about what God's doing in your life. This is Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of today's program. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the host here on Calvary Live, taking your calls and your questions. Uh, You're listening on live on Grace FM. And then remember, you guys on the East Coast, uh, Hope FM, Truth FM, you're you're hearing this in a one-week delay. But even though it's delayed, you can still call in while the program's going, you know, on your radio, and you'll get a live answer. You just won't hear it on the air until the following week. So you'll hear it in your phone. We'll talk like you know we're together, and then and then it'll it'll be uh, on the air next week. But you guys here in Grace FM, uh, you're going to hear it live. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. There's an off the air um, question. What does the Bible say about wealth and inheritance? Uh, The Bible says a lot about money. Jesus taught a lot about money. Uh, Everything that has been given to us has been given to us by God. We're to be faithful stewards of it. And we're to lay up some for our kids and our grandkids. Wani uh, is off the air. She called several times for prayer. Uh, Girl has gone to heaven. She called. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, Many times this young girl with brain cancer... um, and she's gone home to be with the Lord. That's hard. Oh, man, and the parents. And Lord, I just pray for the parents of this little girl. And, you know, she's not in any way uh, upset being in your presence. But we all are. We're the ones that grieve and mourn. We're the ones that have to deal with um, the pain of loss. Um, and so I just pray for Wani as she as she had a heart to see healing and and you gave the ultimate healing, bringing them into the presence of God. And so, Lord, we just lift up <clears throat> this family and these parents. To lose a child is horrific. Nothing uh, like it. There's no kind of pain like it. It's very unique. And so I pray for her parents in Jesus' name. Amen. 303-690-3000 is the number. You guys can text me. Uh, directly, here's a text. Uh, the text number is different. It's 720-336-0897. It's a dedicated text line that works during the show. Uh, it doesn't work after, during other hours. Uh, it's not monitored, I should say, in that during other hours, and there's no voicemail. We never check the voicemail. Hi, Pastor Ed. Do you know anything about the ministry of Jonathan Welton? I do not. Never heard of him. 
we got Liz's email. Okay. Uh, thank you, Liz. I got it. Um, Pastor Ed caught the end of the caller. Don't know why. Just know the Lord is in control. I'm an older woman. If Laura, if some, if she, if she needs someone, Laura. So thank you, Laura. Um, we'll see how God uses this, uh, uses the body of Christ um, to to minister to one another. And you see, we don't we don't just need to wait for the radio state or radio program uh, church. We don't just need to wait uh, to hear something. God, there there are people like this all around us if we will engage in relationship with them and experience genuine community whether your church is 30 people or 3,000 people people are still people and you know we're not going to be able to meet 3,000 people quite frankly we're not going to be able to get involved in 30 people's lives either uh, it's always one at a time or one on two and you know maybe a couple so you know, I love the I love how Laura's just moved to action. I know many of you also moved to action, and whether we get a chance to pers- minister to this gal in Northern Colorado or not, there are literally dozens and dozens and dozens of people that need our uh, ministry, and may God use us for His glory. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number. Taking your calls and questions. It's a big text day today. Yahoo. Uh, so let's say we're asking for prayer, felt very hopeless in the last few months, like it will never be forgiven for my sins. I don't feel God's presence anymore. And I just struggle with deep, dark thoughts that I've gone too far and can't come back. I don't know what to do anymore. Please help me. Well, this is a familiar place to be, you know, mixed with the consequences of sin, mixed with our feelings. Uh, and I, I believe you when you say that, you have these feelings. I believe you. Um, but here's the problem. And it's the problem we all face. Our feelings are so strong. Our feelings are so real. But our feelings don't always tell us the truth. And we have to learn how to believe louder than our feelings. And sometimes it's circumstances. You know, I feel very hopeless. And circumstances can put us in that place. And... And yet, notice how you text me, you said you feel hopeless because you'll never be forgiven for your sins. So so you're really believing a lie. And the consequence of believing a lie is we make a lot of other bad decisions, consequence after consequence after consequence. So that the, the, the solution is to believe the truth, that your sins are forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. If you confess your sins... God is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If you've been born again, then the reality of life is that you're a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And so the root of the issue that you describe is that you are believing a lie, number one. Number two, it says you don't feel God's presence anymore. So, so let's talk about that for a second. I don't feel God's presence anymore, but is God still there? Now, of course, you text me, but if you were, we were talking, I'm expecting you to say yes. Yes, he's still there because he said he would be. And whether I feel him or not, the truth is the truth. And I need to choose, you need to choose to believe the truth. And even when, you, you know, so for one, on the first part of your feelings, you're believing, you're feeling a lie. And you're feeling what's not true. And then the second part, you aren't feeling the truth. 
So you got both. You're getting attacked on both sides. First, your your feelings aren't representing the truth, and then the second one, the truth is there, and you don't feel it. And we just need to learn how to take our thoughts captive, how to trust God by faith. And and I have a feeling, I get the sense that you're also still in active sin. And as long as you're in active sin, it's going to get worse. You have to repent. Don't think that things are going to change if you don't forsake the sin that has been giving you this temporary satisfaction and this idolatry. It needs to stop. You have to stop it. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, Let's check the phone lines. We are still wide open. So give me a call. Uh, Take your call. We can talk. Uh, Or text me. We have a dedicated text line, 720-336-0897. We gathered together last night. It was always Wednesdays are just such a cool time in our church. I love them. I love the gathering on Wednesday nights. And I've been uh, slammed with appointments before service and after service, so I haven't had a chance to really hang out before or after. But yesterday, I got to hang out before service. I was er there early just sitting in the cafe, and a sister came up and began to share some couple funny things with me and then shared that she recently was diagnosed with dementia and you know she's a widow widow as well so just encouraged her in the lord and just so encouraged to talk and then a brother came up and we talked about ministry and reading books and serving their family and and then we we had a time of worship with my my friend henry uh you know we are blessed with with a wonderful worship pastor, Ian. I love him so much. Served with him for many, many years. And then we have all kinds of men and women that lead us in worship on our worship team. And Henry and I, we go way back into uh, the 90s when he was the worship leader God gave us in our little home fellowship uh, that started in our apartment. And and we served many years together in California. He actually married my friend Jack's uh, sister, uh, and and then uh, I think seven, maybe eight years ago, they moved here to Colorado and and have been serving with us in a variety of different ways. And so he led worship. It was sweet. It was great. And then we had a time of missionary update of the True Family uh, that are in Ireland. And so and then we got a special gift uh, that we got to um, commission and lay hands on Brandon and Ernie and and commission them in the ministry that they've been doing for a year in Ireland. Uh, and then and then we got to go, we had a Bible study, of course. That's what we do. We study the Bible together verse by verse. And we learned about the gift of discernment, this discerning of spirits, the manifestation of the spirit, and how Gehazi lied straight up to uh, Elisha, but Elisha knew it, man. God gave him revelation. And I was just so encouraged because, you know, when you're surrounded by lies... Uh, and people actually believe them, change their behavior because of them. Uh, I mean, I think I'm speaking to a few of you right now. I certainly know what that feels like personally, uh, that the truth will come out. Just trust the Lord. Keep your eyes focused on him. The truth will be revealed. Ask Achan. Ask Gehazi. Ask Ananias and Sapphira. Ask that that false teacher that Peter called out, that that I think it was Simon the sorcerer. I mean, the truth is going to come out. 
I, I know it's taken forever, but don't give up on God. People living in sin, people lying, and they don't, don't let them get to you. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Let's go to New Jersey. Line number three, Boline, New Jersey. Welcome to the program. Hello. How are you? You're on the air. Oh, hi. I was just calling hi. because I um, caught the recording from last week where a caller yes. called in from the Lutheran faith and had a question for you. And I just was in awe of how you broke it down. In the t- Was that you? I do don't. I think it was because I okay. was gone last week, but you guys are on a week delay, so I do think I did the show that you heard last week. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to call in and say that that was awesome. I was so impressed at how you broke down um, and explained throughout the Bible the rapture and um, was able to help her because I, um, I know that that's something that a lot of people struggle with, and I wanted to ask what. Um, school did you go to? Where did you receive your training? Because I always say that um, right now I'm a teacher, but I teach little kids. I always say I want to be like a Bible yes. professor when I grow up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, great. Um, yeah, where did where did you go to school? Well, I, I didn't really go to school. Um, I My life started backwards. Uh, and so basically here, I'm I'm somebody just texted me. Last week it was Nick Katie that you heard, so it wasn't me. It was actually oh. Pastor Nick from Longmont. And okay. that guy's in seminary, so I don't know what seminary he's going to, but um, he is in seminary right now, and and he is a very very smart man. For me, I didn't I didn't have the privilege of going to school. Um, I just read the Bible. I ended up getting a degree at a Bible college, but it was way after the fact, and okay. it wasn't formal. So I would say to you, you know, that you can gain the same kind of knowledge that Pastor Nick has by being a good student of the Bible and picking a topic, you know, maybe uh, if you want to grow like in a systematic way, a guy by the name of Norm Geisler, G-E-I-S-L-E-R, put together a, a set of, I think it's four or five volume set of systematic theology. And if you would just get that set of, of books and kind of go through the Bible with him, He'll give you an overview of all of the weighty subjects in the Bible, including there's a whole chapter on the end times, what the Bi- what, what the technical word is, eschatology. Oh, okay. And, uh, and so Nick is, Nick is um, in seminary right now. I think he's getting his PhD or his master's. I don't know which, but he definitely is super smart. Oh, thank you so much. What's the name of the... Um, the Geisler. Norman Geisler, G-E-I-S-L-E-R. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Yes, I just want to say God bless you and keep doing what you're doing. This is awesome. Well, praise the Lord. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right, let's move on to uh, Wes up in Longmont. Wes, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm very blessed, thank you. Um, just a question. Um, I've always enjoyed listening to um, Pastor Jack Balin. Yes. I uh, know we still hear him on his shows, but uh, I heard that he had had a stroke and never heard anything after that. Is, do you know how he's doing? 
I do. He's doing exceptionally well. Uh, he his recovery was very rapid. Uh, he I, I haven't texted him in the last. I was I texted him not too long ago, but it's probably been about a month. Uh, his studying has slowed down um, a little uh, bit. It's it's a little bit harder for him to put studies together, but generally he's doing exceptionally well. Good. That's praise God for that. Wow. Just uh, was just you know I was listening to him today and I thought you know I I just need to call and, and just check up on him and and I was uh, I just couldn't think of a better way to do it so that's perfect there you are yeah so yeah I'll just have to text Jesus him again and check in on him but he's doing well good well thank you very much you have a okay. blessed day thank you bye bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls, taking your questions. Who is next? I think it is Rita calling from Aurora, Colorado. Rita, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor. I was You're just welcome. wondering, I, have, um, I was at service last night and heard you okay. talking about the, the afterglow. And yes. I've, never, I've never been to one, and I'm wondering if you could... Um, explain a little bit of what is go- what goes on at an afterglow. Yeah, an afterglow is a gathering where believers come together and they, what the Bible calls, begin to minister to the Lord. You know how often we, we kind of take the posture of God ministering to us? He ministers mm-hmm. to us through teaching and through worship. But, but like in Acts chapter 13, there's a gathering of believers there that they came together and began to minister to the Lord. And and so basically we gather together with a posture, you know, not necessarily your physical body, but a spiritual atmosphere and a spiritual posture to hear from God. And in, a, in an afterglow, we get the word from Exodus uh, as it speaks of the glory of God passing by Moses, like he couldn't see the fullness. So he got the mm-hmm. afterglow of God as he passed by them in a cleft passed by Moses in the cleft of the rock. The idea is that God shows up in a in a wonderful way and that those with the spiritual gifts that are verbal are welcomed to not only come but exercise their gifts. So gifts like um, tongues, the interpretation of tongues, the manifestation of wisdom, a word of knowledge. And and so basically we come together, we meet in that room downstairs uh, the the amount of people varies. You know, we've had hundreds before, and generally there's about 60, 70 people or so that come together, and we begin to sing. You know, we begin to worship. Uh, we begin right. to pray. Sometimes, and then someone might share a um, someone might share a scripture. Someone might give a word. Somebody might give an encouragement. But uh, Paul describes a gathering in the first in the book of First Corinthians, chapter fourteen, and he says. Uh, let's see, maybe 15, uh, no, 14 desire gifts. Um, wait a minute. Let me get to that first. Uh, but he who prophesies speaks edification, speaks in tongues. The, the, I thought it was, uh, yeah, it's verse 26. Okay. I'm with you. So in verse 26, it says, uh, first Corinthians 14. How is it then brethren? Whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. And then he starts to give instruction. So these things are to be a part of the body life. 
He doesn't say stop doing them. He says to the church, start doing them right. And so our our interpretation of that, because you know in our church we place a high a high priority on the teaching of the Word of God. So if somebody got Amen. up in the middle of me teaching and they started to speak in tongues, we would stop them. Because we don't believe that the Holy Spirit interrupts himself. And so we would stop them. We would ask them to please not exercise that gift while there's Bible study. Uh, and then we'd get back to the Bible study. Like it, the, 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 God doesn't want the gathering to be chaotic. And even in our afterglows, right. it's not chaotic. It's very much in order. And it's always different. Sometimes it takes a prayer bent. Sometimes it takes a, a word of encouragement bent. Sometimes it takes a worship. It, it's always different as we wait for God to, to move in our midst and speak to us audibly and speak to us specifically and prophetically and, and all of the things that we all want in life. And it kind of trains you to listen for God when you're not together mm-hmm. with believers. Yeah. Now is It's that beautiful. On Sunday, Sunday evening? It's Sunday nights. I think we just changed it to, I think it's the second Sunday for us every month. And it's okay. called, um, we call it, um, uh, my goodness, I'm, I have an absent mind today. We, we don't call it refresh. We call it, Afterglow? we have a name for it. Oh, okay. Response. There you go. It's our response oh. service. Okay. Somebody just wow. yelled it to me through the door here. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm looking forward to joining all of you. Yes, I think you'll be blessed. And and so if you want a thorough Bible study on it, go to our website or our app, either one, and in the search bar, just put the word afterglow, and I taught okay. a whole Bible study on it. Like I, I, I gave the whole biblical uh, foundation for why we would gather like that. Oh, wow. So that's online? It's online, yep. The Bible study, Okay. Okay. Just put the well, word afterglow. You. Just it'll it'll pop up no problem. Okay. God bless you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You have a great Bye. rest of your day, Pastor. Thank okay, you. thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. More churches should have afterglows and times of waiting on the Lord like all the time. We should be doing it in our small groups. Uh, I just went to California. I taught a week at the Bible college there, uh, and we had afterglows in the classroom waiting on the Lord. Um, You just need someone that knows how to lead one and keep things in order. Uh, And even with a group of kids that, uh, young people, excuse me, that had never really participated in Afterglow, it was not out of order. It wasn't weird. They didn't get out of control. It was beautiful. And I hope that in their hearts and minds that continue to seek God um, in wonderful ways. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Brian. Brian is in Aurora, Colorado. Welcome to the program. Yeah, thank you. A uh, question I have for you is, is something I've never quite under, fully understood is, uh, you know, since God knows everything, knows all, and he knows that Satan would eventually fall and corrupt man and cause all this pain and suffering, why did God allow Satan to come, I guess, to earth and corrupt us and and, and why not just destroy him? I mean, why why let it go on like this? Well, a couple of things to consider in a question like that. First of all, you and I are living uh, our lives in real time. Mm-hmm. And we've also been given insight of the bigger picture. You know, very rarely 
uh, or we give an insight of the bigger picture of things. We almost always live our lives in real time with no uh, real understanding of the future. So God's given us a picture of the end. He's given us from the beginning in Genesis to the end in Revelation, and we're living in the middle. Uh, and I okay. believe we're living much closer to the coming of the Lord than any other generation before, uh, even as the Bible says. So, so remember that we're living we're we're living in real time and experiencing what what God has uh, ordained and allowed, even though we're headed to an intended end. Um, and so, keep that in mind. Number one. Number two, the the reality of love, the reality of real, true love requires a choice right because if i force you to love is that real love no no we have to have a real bona fide choice and god in his infinite wisdom provides an a, a bona fide real choice and and that choice unfortunately led our ancestors adam and eve to choose to sin just like the devil did and rebel against god except that the consequence of adam's sin was that you and I now live in a sin-soaked world. That, that's the world in which we live. That's the world in which humanity now is living in. And the devil knows that he has a short time. He understands the future like you and I do. And, and God allows the devil uh, free access so that you and I will learn. Uh, one of the reasons, I think, is you and I will learn to say no and choose God freely because God won't force himself on us. And... Until the culmination of the end of the age, the devil is actually a tool in God's hands. Like he's not renegade. He's not he's not a renegade out of control superior to God. He is like anything else and anyone else a tool in God's hands. And he is limited by God. And even the worst that the devil could do, let's say the worst that the devil could do is is end my life, is actually not the worst that could happen to me. The be- that's actually would be the best thing that could happen to me because then I'll be eternally in the presence of God. And so we have to understand the reality of the spiritual realm. And, and God has, in his infinite wisdom, has shown us that true love requires a choice. And this is part of the choice that God has allowed and created for us to willingly and lovingly and freely choose him and not the influence of the devil. But in, I guess in heaven, I mean, that, that you're not going to have the choice to sin. So I guess that's going to be removed from us Correct. once we get to heaven. Why, I, I guess I'm, my thought is why, why have that there to begin with? I mean, I know you said it's a choice, but when we get to heaven, there's, that choice is no longer there anymore. Well, if we go back to why would... Why would the rebellion of the devil or Satan happen in heaven previously is that God gave even the angels an opportunity to make a choice. Not even the angels are forced in their creative purpose to worship God. And not even Adam and Eve in their creative purpose were forced to worship God. So that anyone that chooses, anyone that has been chosen by God and chooses in their free will to worship him are doing so in freedom and not in force. And so some of the question, you know, that so that's the Bible answer, but I have to say part of the frustration you're experiencing or just just wanting to figure this out is actually in the realm of, of, of the philosophical. 
Um, because the Bible answer is pretty clear. For us to adapt ourselves to the Bible answer, sometimes you know we create these philosophical um, conundrums and difficulties that are hard to get out of. But in God's creative order, we follow his creative order, not ours. Because it, isn't it true? I mean, there's times, I have to say, you know, even in circumstances in my own life, I, I have thought this. It's not a good thought, but I have actually thought this. You know, if I was God, I wouldn't do it this way. I've yeah. really had that thought. And, and you know, it, especially in some, some things surrounding my son and, and my grandson, if I was God, I wouldn't allow that. Yeah. But he does. And, and I just have to say, you know what? I'm not God. And I don't know what he's doing. I don't know why he allowed this. I don't know why he allowed these betrayals and all this. Non- I don't know. I don't know. But I do know him. And I've seen his and experienced his faithfulness. And even though I, I don't quite understand the, the fullness of the why, I do know the who. And I do understand the what so many times. And that strengthens me in the moment. All right, we got to go. We got right to the end of the show. So thanks. Great question. Bye-bye. All right, thanks for joining me this afternoon. We are like in the last 30 seconds. Come to church. Joel Rosenberg is at Calvary Aurora this weekend, Saturday night, 6 o'clock, Sunday morning, 8.45, 10.45. He'll be with us. Somebody you want to be, uh, you want to be a part of, you want to come out to service, you'll be blessed, you'll be encouraged. Come out and worship. Let's worship together. Let's be encouraged in the Lord. Joel Rosenberg at Calvary Aurora this weekend. Go to calvaryaurora.org, calvaryaurora.org. God bless you guys. I'll see you this weekend, Lord willing. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.